What's going on, everyone? It's Rob and Johnny. Welcome to episode 16 of the MM Arcade podcast. Rob, how have you been going this week so far, man? I've been going very well, mate. But to say 16, because we said 15.5, because <laughs> that was going to be the catch up episode. It was just as long as every other episode. We do this so, every time, literally I every think podcast. We ripped ourselves off there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hey, 16, but 16. Episode 15.5, bro. Did really well. Everyone's comments like Did came really out. Well. It came out in numbers to to watch the episode, and we hit a bit of a milestone uh, after that podcast episode too. We did. We did 10,000 subscribers. And I just want to say thank you so much to all our listeners and viewers at home that subbed to the channel and made 10K possible. Like, I understand that this is just the start for us, but without your support, yeah. we wouldn't we wouldn't be here. But on that as well, just the, the love and support you guys have given to, to, to us and to myself in, in the comments of last episode, it... Yeah, it mean, it means a lot, and it's it's the fuel that charges us and, and it pushes us forward and makes us For excited sure. to to push these out every week. So thank you to you guys. 100%. And honestly, like speaking for myself, cannot wait for, for the next milestone, 50K, 100K. We're going to see you to the end, brother, and, and I'm looking That's forward to it. seeing what happens. That's it. Until until there's enough, <laughs> until we get enough subs, I don't need to jump in to the octagon with half naked men anymore. You know, that's the dream. That's the dream. So subscribe if you want to. If you want to help him, subscribe. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Everybody's been yelling out out of their windows. Do that. Do that. Absolutely. Um, but let's let's kick this off. For sure, for sure. We've got a we've got a stacked episode this week. And so everyone knows as well, the next few episodes we are going to be recording in advance a little bit. Mm-hmm. This episode will be pretty much as normal. Um, but for the next couple of episodes, we'll just be doing breakdowns of upcoming fights and won't be able to speak about fights that just occurred because I'll be going on holiday. So this week's going to be busy for us, and that's starting tonight. We're going to be talking mm-hmm. about some rumors, apparently, Rob, uh, around UFC 295 and the middleweight division. We're going to be doing a fight night recap of Aspen and Tybora, and finally a breakdown of UFC 291. Got some awesome co-main and main events at that uh, at that card. So first of all, Rob, I wanted to bring this up because I saw it. It caught my eye. It's relevant to our discussion last week about who you potentially might fight next. So apparently, the inside money is that at UFC 295, Derek Brunson might be fighting Roman Delize. Now he was the person that I thought. Um, would be a good shot for you but apparently people are saying in the comments he had already signed up to fight someone else and apparently it might be Derek Brunson so first mm. of all what do you think about that and second like where might that leave you in terms of who you could be fighting next because I know you said you want to be fighting in November yeah but you you see as well remember we ruled out Sean Strickland because we thought he was yep. fighting Izzy in yep. in September but that doesn't yep. look to be happening anymore so, Who knows what is happening, bro? I, I, yeah, I so if, I can't see Sean Strickland jumping, um, jumping Drickus. Yeah, if they don't fight September, correct. You know? So I, I, I'm not going to rule him out of the discussion of next fight. It's I just want to. We're going to have to wait and see. It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those things. The division is kind of backed up at the moment and there's a lot of moving pieces they're just not moving in the way that i want them to but regardless (laughs) i'm going to focus on just you know just getting back onto that winning track i'm I'm excited for the training i'm back at training already i've been been back at the gym hustling and i am more 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 eager than ever to get back in there so i don't know who it's going to be but we'll wait and see yeah, a lot of people in the I'm in the poet. last episode too. I'm a modern day <laughs> yeah. poet. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people in the last episode were also saying Cannoneer's on a bit of a you know on a streak as well. So <laughs> even though you know you've fought before um, and, and you beat him, then you know he could also be a potential good candidate too. So we've got Perhaps. Strickland with, with whatever happens with Izzy. Um, we've got um, Cannoneer. Maybe the winner of Delize and and Brunson if they are actually fighting, but that's happening later in the year at two nine five. So mm-hmm. who the hell knows what's happening? To be yeah. honest, that's it. The division's just like that right now. Yeah. So the next uh, topic that we have is our uh, recap of UFC Fight Night. The main event was Tom mm-hmm. Aspinall and Marcin Tybura. 
Rob, we watched that like just before the podcast because it was that short of a fight. Mm. Can, can you break it yeah. down? Yeah. What did you think of the fight? How, <laughs> yeah. how did you feel? Aspinall went. Yeah, I had some right. things on. I had some things on, and I couldn't catch the fights. But Rob messaged me. He was like, was, "Bro, was drama. Short... I haven't watched the fight yet." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I gotta say, more so than breaking down that specific fight because there's two minutes of footage to break down. And yeah. if if you if you want to go off that, you can just look. Tom Aspinall was too fast. He was using his range yeah. perfectly. He was moving in and out, fainting, getting getting feeds, and then. When he saw the shot with that step and elbow is the 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 end of the story. But I think yeah. what's bigger than breaking down this fight, okay? Because you like I just said, it's Tom Aspinall was controlling the distance. He was fainting very well. Too mm. he, he was too quick. He he looked leagues ahead of Tyburum. Now, I think the bigger yeah. thing to take from this fight is just the direction the heavyweight division is going. Your Tom Aspinall, your Cyril Garns, your John Joneses, your Steve Miocis. Mm. The better athlete heavyweight is starting to come to the forefront. It's starting, it, there's starting to become such a discrepancy between your prime athlete heavyweights and your, your big boys that hit hard. And yeah. um, I think this is a trend that, that's been coming for a while. And it, ever since mm. the early days, like Cain Velasquez, Cain was so good because he was so much faster than a lot of the other heavyweights. Not to mention mm. he was very skilled at what he did, but he was just so much faster and stronger and fitter and athletic. And I think with the current division and the way the heavyweight division is going, it's just going to, it's, it's much like every other division is now, but it's starting to catch up. And we're seeing those super athletes, um, at those heavier super athlete guys that have yeah. to cut down to that weight division because they're lean and big start to really showcase their skill sets. Dude, it's it's really exciting. Obviously, it was all expedited because Jones moved up, right? And and he's such an incredible fighter. What I'm very interested in because Aspinall is such a great—I call him a prospect. That might be underestimating it, but he could potentially be in the running eventually to fight John Jones, and that's a discussion for another podcast. But what he was saying in terms of what's next for him after beating Tybora, he said this, and I'm going to quote him uh, verbatim. I'm going to go to Paris. I'm going to sit in the front row and see Cyril Garn versus Sergei Spivak. I'm going to beat the winner and then I'm going to beat John Jones. What do you think about, you know, I'm, it's, it's hard. You have to predict who's going to win out of Garn and Spivak. But what do you see, you know, happening after that fight and then Aspinall versus the winner of that? In terms of him fighting Jones? I mean, I mean, first the the winner of, of Garn and Spivak because he's already bought, beat Spivak right previously. Mm. Um, it was a brutal, brutal knee, and then he went down for the TKO. But what do you think of you know him biting yeah. Garn, for instance? Well, it was like a knee elbow. I think yeah. Tom Aspinall's just got like he's got a range of skill sets. He's got the athletic ability behind it. He's fast. He's light on your feet. It's he's he's just got a really really winning skill set in the naturally heavier, slower guys. You know, he hits yeah. just as hard as every other big boy, but he's fast. And that is such that is that is such a strong attribute to have in this division. Yeah. Cyril Garn is fast too. Okay. I yeah, yeah that, it's very I'm very curious to see how that fight plays out because I think you would have to think Tom would be the more well rounded Mm. MMA artist, mixed martial artist. Yeah. So he's going to look to take advantage of him closing the gap, uh, crowding Cyril and and taking him down, uh, grappling him much like um, John Jones took such advantage of. Yeah. And as well as everybody, um, Nagani took advantage of as well. Yeah. But yeah. It, Obviously, since Garn lost to John Jones, he would have had to, and 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 since he lost to Nagano as well, he would he's been working on that aspect of his game, that 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 hole in his game. So mm. I'm I'm very curious to see how that fight goes. I think we'll see a bit of a stand up fight, which is anybody's mm. money on two fast guys. Because yes, while they say the the pedigree of um of Cyril Garn is is like kickboxing and he's very high level kickboxer, mate. Yeah. We're not kickboxing right now. We're, 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 
are in the octagon doing MMA, and Tom's very good at striking in MMA. So mm. I'm I'm interested to see how that go, and how I'm I'm more interested to see how Cyril comes back from losing to Jones. For but, sure, mate. The yeah, there there's no real ceiling on Aspinall at the moment. He's on a roll. He's tearing it up, and he looks leagues ahead of everybody else. For sure. And, and, and Spivak as well. I mean, he could actually beat Garn. You know, Garn might be lacking a little bit of confidence after that pretty vicious loss to, to Jones. He's on a win streak after beating Hardy, Sakai, and Lewis. So he could actually beat Garn. And then, you know, Aspinall and, and Spivak could have their rematch. That could go either way. I, I would. I still think, though, in terms of like prospects of who can beat John Jones, Aspinall's probably at the top there. I, do, I don't see Miocic beating Jones, uh, to be honest. So it's going to be very interesting, and I'm excited because, as you said in that previous fight uh, that just took place against Saibora, he, even after coming back from that knee injury, how good did he look? I love how he started the fight throwing that leg, and he's like, all right, it's good to go. Let's let's jump into yeah. it. And he was just so loose on his feet. He was so quick. And that head he's kick an was exciting fight. I know, fast, right? Like, Came out of nowhere. For such a big guy <laughs> to throw that yeah. leg so fast, like – and that set the pace for the entire fight. You saw that that yeah. head kick put put Taibura on notice. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, amazing fight, amazing fight. And honestly, it was a it was a wicked way to wrap up the fight night, for sure. And next up, we've got a bit of a breakdown now of UFC two nine one. There are some really exciting fights um, in this in this card, it's but the two that we want to talk here. about for sure, dude. <laughs> Uh, main event and co-main. Let's talk about the main event. Dustin Poirier against Justin Gaethje. I'm definitely going to confuse that. Justin, Dustin. For the BMF title, <laughs> the, the title that you absolutely love, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're fighting for. Uh, Poirier <laughs> obviously coming off a win against Chandler and a loss against Oliveira. Very similar for Gaethje. Win against Fiziev and a loss against Oliveira as well. Uh, last time, Poirier defeated Gaethje via TKO. That was a while back, though. Rob, break this one down for us. How do you see this fight going? Oh, man, what a fight this is going to be. And honestly, out of the two guys, <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. nobody wins this fight. <laughs> <laughs> Poirier and Gaethje, neither one of these dudes win this fight. Like, this yeah. is this is going to be that sort of fight, I think. Feel it in my bones. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's it's gonna be an amazing fight, regardless for what it's for, or you know, mm. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be an amazing <laughs> fight. I think I, I saw their first fight, and mm. the Gaethje that fought then is a very different Gaethje that we see today. The that beat Fiziev sure. last fight. It's. Gaethje was gone was on a bit of a he was on a bit of a slide then I want to say because he was he wasn't fighting as smart as he could have he wasn't fighting as he was fighting very reckless he was going out there yeah. with, with just a mindset to bite down on the mouth guard and outslug his opponents and uh, you saw him do that a couple times but then something clicked something switched mm. and he only he shot shot up in terms of like the, his decision making in the fight, his defensive work, like mid combos, his defensive and counter work, um, in taking shots and giving shots, mm. he's just this is a very different Gaethje than when they first fight, uh, first fought, and yeah, I if I was going to have to pick someone, if I was going to have to pick, mm. this would be the one fight I think is where it would be the closest. Closest fight you'd have to pick that this could be very well end in a draw because I just Fair. I don't see, both guys are very happy to to leave on their shield. Both mm. guys are very good defensive strikers. Both guys have great, excellent wrestling, takedown defense, yeah. and offensive wrestling. Both guys are tough as nails. They they they're both very good. At absorbing shots and firing shots, <laughs> you know, yeah. they they they're very similar in styles to a degree, and they're the same person. Yeah. I, I have I have a theory that they're the same person, just different reincarnates. <laughs> have they you are. ever seen them in the same room? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a crazy fight. 
to try and tip one or the other. That, I, that's why I yeah. do think if you're going to pick a draw, this would be it. I'd I'd be even curious to see what draws are paying in Unibet for this fight right now because it's a good shout, shout out Unibet. <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, like what it like this would have to be the closest fight. I, a draw would be, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know because even, I mean, the, even like, in if that we are, first if, fight they had, yeah, sorry. No, if we're talking odds, I wanted to add that Poirier is the odds-on favorite. It's not a big margin, but he's the one that's tipped, and maybe it is because that they won- he won the last uh, fight. But that's what the odds say at the moment, anyway. So mm. I- I've seen, I- I've like, I read a few predictions, like I usually do. Some people agreeing with what you said about Gaethje. He has improved significantly when it comes to his defense, in particular. But Poirier has, has improved too. It's been a while since their last fight, but yeah, people are saying. Overall, that Poirier is the slight favorite. Okay. I, yeah, if I did have to get off my fence that I love so much. Okay, so much. <laughs> I, I, I think the Gaethje we saw fighting Fiziev, I think he could do it. I think he can okay. get it done. I think he's, because their, their first fight wasn't a landslide by any margin. It was a tight fight. It was and a tight fight. And Gaethje's growth since that fight has been so exponential, I feel, mm. that I, I, I would have to, comparatively to Poirier, I don't see as much growth. Granted, he was always a good fighter. Yeah. So, that, you know, he, and yeah, yeah. he didn't, yeah, he's always been just that, that, that tried and steady, tested, consistent fighter. But I just, mm. you know, I'm, I'm going to back Gaethje. I'm going to back Gaethje with that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as well. I don't see Gaethje, especially with his improved defense, I also don't see him putting himself in the same position where he, uh, you know, got that TKO or was awarded against the TKO. Because if you remember that fight, he went in for this crazy leg kick and his guard just went straight down. Poirier took advantage. And this boom, 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 that was a TKO. I just don't see him doing that this time. I think he's way too yeah. smart now as a fighter and he still has heavy hands. I think it, it's probably going to go the distance and I would give the slight edge to, to Gaethje. Maybe we're talking about like a, yeah, three, three to yeah, two definitely. rounds, something like that. And then you, you just mentioned it, like the, the, the hole that, that really, that, that lost him that last fight was his defense. And I feel like his defensive yeah. game has gone through the roof since that fight. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I think, I think Gaethje can edge it out, but like I said, if you're going to tip on a draw, this is a fight to do it. For sure. I mean, if they do draw, then who's the BMF title go to? Such a shame. Right. <laughs> Next <laughs> up. Shut up. <laughs> Next up, we've oh got Jan Barbakowicz against Alex Pereira. All right. This, this is a fight that a lot of people are looking forward to, obviously because Pereira is moving up in weight. Very excited to see this one. Rob, break it down for us. How do you see this one going, especially from someone that was in the same division as you? You, ne- you never end up, ended up fighting him. How do you see Pereira doing in this division right. at light heavyweight <laughs> against someone that he, used to be the champ? He, he he was like a mythical beast, bro. He's He, he was, was in the division, beat easy, <laughs> then bounced out. I never even saw him. I'm just going on people's rumors that he was there. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I think this is an interesting fight. I think this is a, yeah, I think this is a like a really hard fight for Pereira's introduction into the the heavy hitters. It's a but in saying fight, that, Pereira is a giant dude, like yeah. giant. It's silly how big he is. You see mm-hmm. him in photos, like he makes heavyweights look small. I do yeah. not understand how he got to middleweight. Neither, you know, like that, that is that is unreal. But mate. Oh, it, it is it, it is a tough fight to predict because, oh, mate, because you don't know how Pereira is going to be with the power difference, okay? Because yeah. <clears throat> we saw when Blackovich, Black, Blackowitz, Wicks, mm. oh, man, Black. Th- th- you're thinking <laughs> of the character from Wolfenstein. <laughs> mate, it's, it's, it's doing me in. Young. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to call him Jan. Jan hasn't has had a bit of a tough run since Izzy. You saw in the the Izzy fight that Izzy couldn't take advantage 
of the situation as he does a lot of middleweight fights just because of the sheer power difference. Yeah. And because uh, the heavyweight boys, especially young, like they hit heavier because they're bigger boys. And that power difference is definitely going to have an impact into this fight. Who is the technical, technically better striker? Definitely Alex Pereira. Like it, it, definitely, yeah. hands down. I can see Alex utilizing a lot of his kickboxing skills to, to mm-hmm. really try and pick apart Jan before he goes in to put him away. Um, that is my biggest question mark on when Pereira, when, man, these names are doing me today, when Pereira goes in, (laughs) okay, to capitalize on this fight, right? That is the question mark I have is how Jan acts in, in that contest, in that, that, uh, that clash, in that exchange, because that's where Pereira got caught against Izzy and Jan mm. is I think that's Jan's best boat in into to landing big shots on Pereira. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that the threat of the takedown is going to be there the entire fight. Bigger boys, yeah. but Pereira's been working on that nonstop. Um with 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 yeah. Glover. You see it nonstop on it on his socials. So yeah, I you know that's they're the question marks I have in this fight. For sure. If, if I had to pick one, mm. oh man, I really like Yarn though. I don't want to pick a tip people like I like so much. Can I be biased I mean, like this? How does that work? You can you can be a little bit, yeah, of course. I, I, look, I, I would say that when we were looking at Izzy against Yarn beforehand, like because of Yarn's frame, he was just he just looked so much bigger. I can't remember the weight difference, but he was just able to overpower Izzy like that. I don't see that being able to happen so easy against Pereira because he's just a bigger dude. And as you said, how the hell did he cut down to middleweight? So I don't see mm-hmm. that being as much of a factor. But we've just seen that if Pereira drops his guard, Jan's going to smack him and, and he's going to get dropped. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very interesting. And I actually think that even though Jan, like technically, he hasn't actually won a fight since losing to Izzy because of the previous fight. Um, was it was it a knee injury or something? Um, then the knee blew out, so he won that by TKO, and then he drew with Ankalev. So even though he hasn't oh, won since he beat Izzy, since he beat Izzy, right? Yeah, since he beat Izzy. Sorry, um, since he beat Izzy, he hasn't technically won. So I I, I still he, think that he's slide, the favorite right? to me. Yeah, he has. He, I, I, I don't know how I felt a, about that draw, but he's he's had a rough go. That Angelov's a hard dude in that division, man. <laughs> got, yeah, he's a hard guy to get around. But yeah, and and this is always the the tricky part with predicting guys that move up in divisions is you don't know how the power difference is going to yeah. show itself, how it's going to impact their their usual. You know, means of fighting. Like mm. I said, I think Pereira is going to utilize his kickboxing and range to keep on the outside of Jan. He's going to use a lot of kicks, that calf kick he loves so much. He's going to, he stands very upright and he stands very square, which makes you think you can get in, but he's very good at subtly leaning back and throwing those check hooks or, or, or leading with them. Mm. And he's got a lot of whack in his punches. But I do think he's going to be using his kickboxing from the outside until he goes until he sees that he's done enough to go in for those hooks and those power yeah. shots that he likes throwing and Jan's going to have to make it a dogfight he's going to have to try and close that gap yeah. with Alex he's going to try and close the gap with him or wait for Alex to come in and then turn it into a, like an ugly exchange he needs mm. to mix up he needs to mix up takedowns and wall pressure to to start wearing out Alex's arms because the bigger guy, he might not be used to the energy mm. exchange with bigger guys in the in the octagon. It's a uh, Jan needs to make it a dogfight. Alex needs to fight technically very like yeah clean as that's sure. uh, that's how they win. So who do you think who who are you going to give your tip to? Oh, I'm going to say no, Jan. I, I reckon Jan is, is going to do it, and I know that's probably... I, I don't know. I haven't checked the odds on this one. I'm going to assume that Pereira is the, is the favorite, and everyone is hoping that Pereira does win, 
um, I think, anyways. And Jan is is getting a bit older, but I still think that he's going to pip him. Yeah, I I think Jan wins by decision. Okay, wow. you think this is going to go the that, distance? I do, I do. I can see Jan making it a dogfight and grinding yeah. him out up against a wall, taking him down. There have been some exchanges on the feet, both guys playing super safe and and it playing out that way. You know, I, I do think Pereira has a real high chance of winning, but like just uh just like just by points, I think he can just keep him on the outside, just yeah. land more leg kicks, land more punches, and and win that way over three rounds. I think it's very possible. But I'm going with Yarn because I like Yarn a lot. righty. Both of us going with Yarn, and obviously we we predicted Gaethje to win as well. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. But Rob, that is our breakdown of UFC two nine one. Um next up we've got some some games news, unless you have any other UFC you want to talk about. That's it. That's it. The UFC recap, UFC Fight Night London. Was it in London? It was in London. And uh, uh, was it in London? Good question. I'll just say that. Uh, do they do it anywhere else in England? I, that's a really good question. I've, I've <laughs> only seen Fight Night London. You were right, though. It was in London. There you go. Okay. So, <laughs> UFC Fight Night London recap and UFC yeah. 291 breakdown. Main events, co-mains. Time for games, mate. Let's let's move on to it. And and by far the the most the biggest and most controversial games news this week was about Ubisoft maybe deleting your games. So I'll I'll explain the the context on this. Over the weekend, someone had received this email from Ubisoft that was like, "Hey, you know, you haven't logged into your account in a while. If you don't log in in thirty days, we're gonna essentially close your account due to inactivity." And the person that received this was like, hey, I have games tied to this account. This means that Ubisoft can kind of delete your games unless you've logged in, you know, um, kind of recently. And it got people really worried and scared. Um, and, and rightfully so. We didn't have the information at the time. And then even the, the their support account was like, yeah, the email is legitimate. You need to log in. Otherwise, your account's going to be declared as inactive. So in an email to IGN, Ubisoft actually clarified its, its stance on, on these decisions. It says that it's, it's had a deletion of in, inactive accounts policy for many years, and that's to comply with GDPR. But it will also clarify that so long as you have an account that um, has games tied to it, it will not be deleted. Like That's their policy. They don't delete accounts that have games tied to them. But it's just started this overall discussion, Rob, about physical versus digital and people worried about you know you don't actually own your games anymore and all this kind of stuff so what do you what do you think about this because everyone is getting getting riled up over it hmm. i got a question first yeah so that guy that had his account like almost deleted or not even almost deleted he got an email yeah, so correct. the guy that that got brought to attention that his account was going to be deleted unless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he said he had games attached to the account. I I don't think he said that, but I think what he implied was because he received this email that you anyone could receive it, even if you had games and therefore you could lose your games. So if, if we believed Ubisoft on this, he never would have received that email if he had games attached to his account. Mm. So I don't think mm-hmm. he would have said that. Okay, because so... <clears throat> when I was reading through the news, right, mm. little run sheet we have, as I was reading through that yeah, Ubisoft is like account deletion, I was like, no worries. And I was right-click uninstall Ubisoft like straight away, straight away <laughs> <laughs> until the last <laughs> sentence that yeah. accounts that include purchased PC games are not eligible for deletion. Yeah, And that, mate, I'm sure if you read the fine print in just about every other Every other uh, platform, game yeah. platform, what are they called? Like browser, no. uh, like they've probably all got it in fine clause that your accounts can be deleted at some point for inactivity if you haven't purchased anything solid. And uh, what what yeah. Ubisoft games are free? Like, sure, <laughs> buy a five dollar game, guys. <laughs> like, and people, can you? Oh, I don't know that that. That, that brings me to something else. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tangent here to the. Do it. There's a class of people. There's a class of people <laughs> that play games. All right, that that hate hate sp- 
spending money on their games. For they sure. like it makes them cry blood if they have to spend if if, if they hear they hear someone bought a skin for a dollar or two dollars, <laughs> they cry blood. They cry like mate, spend money on what you enjoy. You spend money on your games. Like yeah. open your wallet, dust it out, buy a five dollar game. I'm sure Ubisoft's got like a game for three bucks. You can't you don't want to spend three yeah. dollars on a browser that like make the commitment, like support the the cause. Like, yeah. I, like I'm just picturing all those dudes going through like backdoor codes, like free codes for this, free codes for that. Like, chill out. <laughs> I'm saying, like, free games are free games, but like, when you have the money, make yeah. the investment. You know. And, and as you were, as you were saying before, <laughs> so th- it literally, like, there's if you were to go into the fine print of many of these companies, and it's not just games; it's also like Google, for instance. They have a new policy where if you haven't logged into a Google account in two years, it can be deleted. A lot of this, yes, it it is to comply with Europe's uh, data protection laws. They essentially dictate how long you can hold someone's personal information for. So it's trying to comply with that stuff for one, um, but also too, the the thing that I think people and it's and it, it's. It's kind of shitty in some ways, mm. but people don't, sometimes don't understand when you're buying a game or a product from these services purely digitally, you technically don't own it. You actually own a license to play that game. And that can be taken away at any time for whatever reason. If you get banned, if you do something shit, you can, like, you can you know, get your account banned and you'll never be able to play that game again, even though you spent the money on it. So these, that is just the reality of, of the world that we're living in now. I can understand why people are frustrated by it. But mm. are we real? I what I question is, are we really going to go back to the days where we're you know purely playing on discs and yet I own this thing physically and you know what I mean? Like w- w- there's so many benefits from being able to buy games digitally that I just can't see mm. us going back. And and this is just the reality Definitely. that we're in. And all right, all right, let's 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 do it. Let's do it to all you mm-hmm. guys out there that. This is this part is this is part is for you, okay? It's time to move on. <laughs> it's it's time to move on, okay? Discs, cassettes, tapes, yeah. cartridges. It's it's They're over. It had a good time. It had a good time, but mate, just conform to the cloud. The cloud needs yeah. you, mate. Like <laughs> it, it makes life so much better digitally. Yeah. It's like um. When I eventually, I like, I like books, mentioned it a couple of times, used mm-hmm. to spend hundreds of dollars on books, physical mm. books. Now they're all getting mold in my garage because I have a Kindle. Okay. It took me forever <laughs> to get a Kindle. The yeah. Kindle was one of the best purchases I've ever had mm. because, mate, I finished the second book. I want the third book, not when I go to the shop next week. Now yeah. I can just press it, buy now, one click. Like, yeah. It changes your life. Same with games. Like the idea of having to drive to EB Games to go pick up a game, like yeah. that, that, that sounds like Long the actual gone. worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, like whatever game I wanted to play, don't want to play it anymore. Okay. And yeah. I was I was that kid who used to like sit out the front of Video Easy until they opened. Okay. So oh, Video have, Easy. Damn. I have commitment to the cause, <laughs> but it's time to just so, especially in the day and age we are now, everything is electronic and digital. Yeah. Everything. It's time to just conform. Join yeah. us. Join us in the matrix. Yeah. And 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 what what I would like to say as well about this topic is that one people did jump to conclusions about what this actually meant, and then Ubisoft would be like, "Hey, you know, this is we're not actually deleting your account if you if you have games to it." Um, but also as well that like you you've seen this Rob. There's so much negativity in games, and I've I've engaged in, in, in it a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I'm not speaking from a high horse here, but it is getting really toxic. Like we're always looking at reasons to try and hate on publishers, and there are times, a lot of times, I do stuff that's legitimately wrong. But in this instance, waiting for a little bit of clarity probably would have been a, the better approach because before they clarified it to IGN, people were shitting on them. Yeah, and because, clearly because they the dude that got the email just cried wolf and then just yeah. spread it spread it everywhere and anyone that would listen. And as soon as one of the public, publicists or reporters or journos, yeah. they got a hold of it, mm. they just clickbaited the absolute hell out of it to high heaven to 
yeah. to make to make it to a point where we're, it's now in games news on one of the biggest podcasts in Camden. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, crazy. I if that's true. It's, cra- <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think that it got that it got that's getting airtime here. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Absolutely. But can 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 I just say? Now, yeah. this is to anyone that is still on the fence on like whether to truly conform to the cloud. I keep referring it to the cloud, but <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about all digital yeah. digital game platforms, especially the ones that have cloud saving, which most of them do. But yeah. can you remember when you used to, like, for whatever reason, you had a game you wanted to play, mm. but Somehow or, or, or rather, you've left your memory card at some your mate's place or your oh. dad's car or your mum's thing, and you had the game you wanted to play, but you didn't yeah. have a memory card. Do you remember yep. how much it sucked playing that game without a memory card? For sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Or like, and and, and, and those cards, things, you know, break as well. They decay. They they dude. they stop working. Like, yeah, it sucks. Do you, do you remember how bad that was? Or like your memory card being full. Remember yeah. how many memory cards you ended up having? Like, like yeah. <laughs> the guys that are complaining about these games probably don't, don't even remember what memory cards they are. They don't realize like, how we used to have it. <laughs> like, mate, back in the day, we used to have to etch our saves into these little plastic things and yeah. just, just come in the cloud, mate. It is life-changing to be able to just flick on your laptop and play your latest save anywhere in the world at any given time. Yeah. The, the amount of times that I've downloaded a game, like I, the game that I always give as an example is Fallout 4. I'll mm. uninstall it because I've done playing <laughs> it and then I'll re- reinstall it a year, two years later and all my saves are just there. That is just, oh, the that best. level of convenience is insane, right? The best. And and also, if, if there are some guys listening that are like, absolute, you can't take my game away, I want it, it's mine, just yeah. download it, go offline and never come back. <laughs> like, just play on your your version 0.08 or like 1.0 yeah. that hasn't had the 10,000. That's another thing that's so great about these games. The updates, man, like yeah. the bug fixes and and that didn't happen back in the day. No. If you if you had a if there was a bug on on a disc, it was there forever. Forever. <laughs> like, like, yeah, DLC, dude. Oh my goodness. So that that is what we think about Ubisoft's situation. Yeah. Ubisoft, yeah. you didn't you didn't quite deserve that that level of of nah. hate for the two to, days there. And, that yeah. To all you winches out there, chill out, just let it go. <laughs> I, you, you touched on it before, the negativity that's in the gaming space sometimes, yeah. and it's not just the gaming space; it's everywhere. Like it starts with you. Be positive. Send out positive energy. Be sure. happy. Be merry. Don't don't like the guys that are handling these tweets and comments and have to look up like the YouTube on like why Ubisoft's getting smashed. It, they they're people. They're people. Yeah. You're upsetting them for sure. Next games topic that we had to talk about. Uh, we've talked about this before, Rob. So PlayStation's Project Q. That's the little gaming handheld thing that they have, which yeah, you can yep. stream. Um, your your PlayStation 5 games mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of a leak. We we saw it in action a little bit. Now, obviously, we don't endorse someone leaking this. Please don't leak anything more. But now that it's public knowledge, we'll talk about it. So the little hand, the handheld device is running Android. It did a bit of a, a tear down and and a look at the uh, at the device. It essentially is a screen a screen a screen <laughs> squeezed and sandwiched in between like a PlayStation 5 controller. It is the funniest looking thing in the world. I think it looks ridiculous, <laughs> but I like the PS5 controller, so maybe I like it. Um, and it's not detachable either. So it's not like a Nintendo Switch where you can like slide the sides of the controllers on or off. It's a physical device like that. So it looks kind of cool, Rob. I, I, I don't know like if you've changed your thoughts on what you think of the Project Q for PlayStation, but I'm all this. Um. Yeah, I told you. Remember, we we spoke about it the first week, and then we spoke about it at a later date again. And yeah. I said that I might be. It's all kind of just depending on the price, because the idea yeah. of playing your PS Five game in bed, you know, yeah. while your missus is watching another show, because a lot of the time that happens for me anyway. Yeah. Like she wants to watch something, not interested in it, and 
like I'm reading a book or something else. So that sounds pretty cool, depending on yeah. the price, because it's the the price. Because I don't I don't think it replaces any of the other handheld devices. Like I, it's not a no. replacement for the Switch by any margin, any margin. No. But it might be a cool accessory, you know. And I guess that's what it is in my head—an accessory. Yeah, it's it's for people that already have PlayStation Fives. Like you're not like get buying a PlayStation Five because you can now buy or potentially buy the Project Q mm. and stream your games to the to the screen. And to be fair, you can do that now already. Like there, there's things on Amazon that you can buy that are effectively what the Project Q is. It's obviously just not first party and, you know, PlayStation might have their own like benefits from from you purchasing that first party device. But for me, like I I honestly I don't see myself getting this. If I wanted to buy a new handheld, the one that I'm leaning more, more towards is the ROG Ally, the new PC um handheld that's kind of competing with the steam deck have you rob that thing looks so cool and i'm so tempted to buy it it's like it's 1300 dollars. it's a lot of money but goddamn being able to play you talking, your pc games you're talking about the new thing or the steam deck then the new one because this one is a lot better in terms of like performance and stuff it's better than the steam deck like it's 1080p instead of 720p right. it's running at steam a better deck frame still hasn't come been released in australia and you're right if we if we want to buy it here in australia oh. we have to use a gray market import or whatever which you don't get your warranty <laughs> for so there's no way we should be buying it here so that's why yeah. i want the rog-, rog ally i was in a jb hi-fi and i saw it and i was like i could buy it right now if i wanted to <laughs> <laughs> i i am not gonna buy the the PlayStation Project Q, I guess, just because my son never lets me on it anyway. Like, <laughs> like uh, he may actually, you know what? He might. Maybe it's a gift for him. He That's might like shot. it. It might be a good birthday present. You know, might be a good right. birthday present. I'll but, ask you this then. Like I said, it, prices. Yeah, what price would be reasonable for you to buy this for bucks. your son? Two hundred bucks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. No more. And that's bucks. AUD. <laughs> no more. Not a not a dollar. Not a cent more. Yeah. Not a single cent. Two percent. Oh, 201 cents is a no deal. Yeah. I'm Could you lying. get any more I'll than probably, that? You're I'll getting close to the price high, of a I'll switch. I'll go as high as 206. No. Yeah, I, I agree. 200 because like if you get to 250, right? Then you're like, well, I could just spend another hundred dollars and buy a switch, and that's literally a yeah. dedicated thing that you could take wherever. Yeah. So two fifty just like I could, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but in my head, I can, I can sit with two hundred. Yeah, like, for an accessory anyway, because that's what it is. It's an accessory. Yeah, for sure. So that is all the games news. We're not going to talk about too much because we're going to space some of it out so we can talk about it yeah. in the next couple of episodes that we're pre-recording. So next up, we've got what we're watching slash playing. Rob, what are you been getting up to these past few days? Okay. Now, mm. have you heard of a game called RimWorld? Yes, I have heard of RimWorld. Yes. I would hope. I would hope. I would hope everyone <laughs> has heard of it. It's only the single most iconic like what is it? What a colony simulator ever made? Okay, <laughs> I, I've I've recently just downloaded another 160 mods and got to take it for a little bit of this, little bit of a spin, mate. Little bit of a spin. Can I ask you? Are you spending more time modding this thing than actually playing it? Nah, I got a total of 732 hours into the oh, game. That's a lot. That's a lot of playtime. I know. Nice. I know. What What are the mods you're really excited for? Um, not excited. I just so there's there's like a bunch. Everyone who mods RimWorld needs like, yeah. and I'm not going to cover those, but they are, and not exclusive to the the ones that's like allow all doctor now, hmm. like a lot of UI dubs UI, yada yada yada. Okay, they're not the game changing ones. The game changing ones that I enjoy is like dubs heating and dubs water. So hmm. like it it makes you. Your colonists need to be able to drink water and shower and bathe and use the toilet and stuff like that, as well as they need like you can just new heating appliances, which is pretty cool. Uh, cool. I install like a bunch of fantasy mods, so there's, there's magic and yeah. classes and monster-looking dinosaurs and shit running around. Nice, so they're really cool. <laughs> like uh, some AI mods as well, so that the AI is actually doing stuff to try and kill you. Yeah. Uh, like whilst you're doing stuff to not die, it's, yeah. it's cool. It's like it's honestly an endless game. You can 
you can spend forever playing. Because I felt I got an itch to play a Colony Survival game. And I actually bought the Amazing Cultivation Simulator. Have you ever heard of that one? <laughs> no, that's okay. I'll be honest. I haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Well, the amazing, the amazing Cultivation Simulator is like RimWorld, but it's like they're all ba- it's based in China and all your colonists are cultivation artists. Do you know what a cultivation is? Like, I mean, yeah, loosely, like the, but I couldn't define it for you. <laughs> yeah, like the I forget the words for it, but like the the Chinese core powers sort of thing. I I forget the actual the word for it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm butchering trying to. Okay, anyway, I tried playing it and I got absolutely less than zero percent idea on what the hell is going on at any given time. <laughs> like, like it is the weirdest, craziest crap you've ever seen, and. Yeah, I'm not going to return it because at? I feel like I feel like I feel like I will jump back into it one day, but I need something a little that I understand a little better. It is a little bit more English, so I'm playing RimWorld at the moment. I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> Jesus <Dude>. Christ! <laughs> Neither did I. That's why I'm playing RimWorld. <laughs> you know, uh, in terms what of are you watching, watching or, yeah. or re- uh, nothing. I'm not watching anything. I. There's a couple on the new season that I'm interested in watching on Crunchyroll, but mm. they're only about three or four episodes in, and I don't want to burn through them and then have to watch them weekly. Yeah, fair. Just yet. I'll, I'll end up having to. But oh, you know what I have started watching? Mm. Don't ruin it for me because you've probably watched it already, <laughs> is The Last of Us. Oh, yeah, sick. Are you fine? I it? haven't. Mate, I uh, honestly, it would have to be probably the – one of the best opening episodes to a series I've ever seen. Like it was, it had everything, it had everything and it's, it's perfectly spaced. It's the acting is top notch. The development is top notch. The, the scenery and CGI effects is all top notch. It's just, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful show. And this is, and I haven't even played the game. Oh, so that's so you don't know anything that happens, like period. I got, n- I got no idea. So I, I am, I am uh, pumped, dude. You are, you are in for a ride. I won't say anything there because I, I went into it having played the game and just appreciated it because it's a new medium of a game that I loved with really yeah. good actors like Pedro Pascal. Yeah, is so good and Bella Ramsey as well was incredible. She was she. Got a lot of hate, a lot of criticism going in because she didn't look the part, da-da-da-da-da, but she nailed it. She is so good. You, you're going to really come to love the series. Yep. So that that's me. What about yourself? So as I flagged last week, I've been watching a few different things to help with the, the podcast pre, uh, recordings. Crash coursing. <laughs> Correct. Today I'll talk about Psychopaths. So, Psychopaths is essential. It's this really cool kind of, for the lack of a better term, cyberpunky anime where there is this system by the government. It's like a supercomputer which can essentially judge the citizen's predisposition to committing crimes. And it's called the Psychopaths. And you have, and, and there's, I'm sure there's a movie that's a very, very similar concept as this. And then you have the police force who's who you follow uh, through the series essentially hunt down and capture or kill these criminals based on their psychopath meeting. So like, you know, citizens will be walking along and they'll get tagged by a camera that's like, your psychopath is too high. You need to go to therapy. And if they avoid that suggestion, then the level could get to the stage where they need to be taken in. And as the police come come in, they have these guns called the Dominators, I think they're called. And the gun would change shape depending upon someone's psychopath meter. So if they're like moderately dangerous, dangerous, they'll have like a stun gun. And if they're too dangerous, it'll turn into a lethal gun that'll kill them and explode them on, on the spot. It is such a fascinating concept. I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. I love the the, the setup to it and the, the crimes that they investigate too. Super interesting to me, man. I, I love the series. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure now that you said, I'm pretty sure there's like several movies based on that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. like I've seen several. But I'm not much of a movie but, buff, so I I know for sure there is one movie with this exact same concept. Yeah, it's it's really well done as well. Like the animation yeah. is perfect. The the spacing yeah. of the characters and the development. It's like like you got to give it to some to these these um 
these artists are they are like artists and producers yeah. of of these anime shows because they're given about twenty minutes, twenty minutes mm. of time to to try and develop a character slow enough that you feel like there's growth, but and that you're getting to know them, but yeah. fast enough that it fits in the segment and doesn't need 60 episodes for you to get through because a lot of yeah. these seasons are like 12 episodes long. It is it is such a tricky tightrope they have to dance. And, yeah. uh, mate, Psychopass is top-notch quality, pure quality. It's it's. I'm really enjoying it and, and I'm pretty much just going to download everything and watch it on my holiday. Um and yeah, if if see, I'm, I'm at the point in my kind of anime watching because I mentioned this last week. I, I'm a very much of a, a casual anime fan, and I've only really started getting into watching like anime properly recently. Mm-hmm. Um, this I would say is my first anime that I I'm just going through in Crunchyroll. I saw it; it looked interesting, and I'm watching it. I wouldn't say that this is like one of the the top big anime out there. Like everyone knows about it. Everyone knows about Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer and all mm. that. This is mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm. proper one for me that I'm watching and giving a, a chance because it looked interesting to me. And I think that's why I'm so excited about it because I actually found yeah, something you, that was really good. You know what, bro? I think I think you've just promoted yourself. I think, <laughs> Have I? <laughs> I think I think I think you're due for a promotion, mate. I don't think you're a casual anymore. I think you're whatever's. Thank just you. after it. <laughs> Intermediate. Just after it. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, all right? Like, all right I think you're, right, like, right. you're like, like Greenhorn. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I like it. Fresh I like it. fresh blood, but you're in the army, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If this was if this was like karate, I'd be a yellow belt, I reckon. I've, I've, I've gotten yeah, past the you, white you, belt. Well, you, you're, yeah, well, you've got stripes at least, you know? You've For got sure. stripes at least. Yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this, and and to to be fair, to get to this, there were a couple of things that I watched, but I'm going to be talking about those in the in the next couple of episodes. <laughs> Dude, don't, so, don't blow through our content. <laughs> no, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And in hey, terms of what also, I've been playing, oh yeah, go on. I, I think Psycho Pass is on Netflix. If you want to watch it in bed one time, oh, is I'm it? Pretty sure it's on Netflix. You should you should type in anime yeah. on Netflix, and you'll be surprised with what's there. There's actually some really high quality ones. So there is, and the one that I like, I've already watched the first I think episode. I want to, uh, yeah, Demon Slayer is there. I mean, like a bunch of like general stuff I know is on Netflix, but the one thing that's only on Netflix, I think, that I watched the first episode and it intrigued me was Record of Ragnarok, and apparently it's having a really, really good season. Is it good? Really? Oh, oh I don't know. I don't know. I, haven't watched I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think it's very terrible. But okay. I, I could even watch the first episode, like get through the whole, maybe I'm up to the second episode it was it's a grind it doesn't even make sense I don't know no it's just look, not my flavor it, yeah it, it's a, it's a I slow start apparently but apparently recently it has been getting much better um and and to be fair I watched freaking Bucky for like two seasons and that that mm. is the weirdest anime you'll ever watch in your Dude. life so, you know what Bucky's I mean terrible too <laughs> Bucky, it's terrible ter- too, here's the thing it's terrible uh, but I kept watching it because yeah, I love you know the what? fights you know what was on? Um, you know what was on Netflix, which was pretty good. Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, I need to watch that. Yeah, that that was really cool. It got had really dropped the ball in the last couple seasons, but mm. up until then, it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna what be watching. Playing too, uh, dude. I I've not been playing much. I've been trying to. F- freaking get through uh final fantasy 16 but for whatever reason it's kind of like with god of war i'm just slowly getting through it i'll play it for an hour or two and then i'll and then i'll drop it for a week and then i'll play it again so that's the game that i'm lucky you have that cloud save bro lucky you have that cloud save yeah i could i could uninstall (laughs) i tell you what i I do want to give a shout out now that we're mentioning final fantasy 16 they updated the game and they allowed us to toggle off motion blur looks so much better Thank you, Square. Holy crap. That was the best change you could have made because I did not like <laughs> the motion blur. And as soon as I turn it off, I'm like, this game looks incredible. So thank yeah. you for doing that. That's one thing I turn off a lot of the time. So every like, time. I didn't even without, well, I didn't even notice. Fail. Well, I didn't even notice I didn't like it until I saw I think a streamer do it. And mm. I was like, is that a thing? And then I turned it off and it's like, I was wearing glasses my entire life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's, laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's always Dude, bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But, but hey, 
on on games though, just before we jump into some viewer questions, yeah. have you heard of the mod for Fallout Four called mm. Frost? Yeah, I've heard of Frost. I haven't played it, but I've heard of Frost. Why is that? I watched a guy play f- on Frost survival yep. mode yesterday, and it looks absolutely AIDS hard. Like, and I'm sure you loved it for that reason, and you wanted to play it. Like, hard, hard. Hey, boy, it got me itchy. It got me itchy. <laughs> got you sweaty. Because, like, <laughs> mate, he was getting punished for everything, and yeah. I just liked what I was seeing. I don't know. I do love hard games. I like, and I love, yeah. I do. But, like, and, and this isn't to say that I like hard games because, like, hard on Skyrim isn't, doesn't tickle no. my fancy because, no. you know, it's, it, I like, I like, Hard games that can be beaten if you use your th- your old think tank a little bit, if you mm. you persist a little more, or if you take the long way instead of the shortcut way, or if you build your characters yeah. very min maxi. I like that sort mm. of hardness, but but yeah, 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 yeah. Just wanted to know if you've played it because it looks cool. Yeah, no, I haven't, and, and I'm I'm saving my next Fallout Four playthrough until the the next gen kind of remaster thing that they're doing or remake thing that they're doing. Yeah. I don't know what I, we're calling it. I've been I've been thinking about like I've wanted to get back into it, but since you've brought that up, I in an episode a few a little while ago, I yeah. just oh, I can't get into it knowing that it's it's gonna be rebooted. I could, I don't want that to for sure burn me out. Save myself. And apparently it's still this year. Apparently end of the year. Apparently that's like what well, they said it's Save coming myself. this year. They haven't said when, but since Starfield's coming there's out in 38 days. There's a couple of games. Do you say Starfield's coming out in 30 days? Like 38 days, yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh mate. Mate, mate, mate. Clear the calendar. It's, yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, there, but there's so many games that I'm saving myself for for like the mm. end of the year because they're all bringing out like a big patch like Cyberpunk. The, mm-hmm. the DLC for that's coming out as well and I've been itching to play a replay of that. Um, Elden yeah. Ring is going to drop some DLC soon so I don't want to mm. make a new character on that either. Oh, my goodness. There's so much to do. So little Well, I, I was reading something, right? Uh, I, I don't know if you can vouch for this, but someone was saying with a new Cyberpunk update coming, if you're a new player, it's best to actually start a new playthrough then instead of like finishing the game for that. I don't know why, I, I, I but that might actually be what I do when I get back. It's hard because there's so many things I want to play. Like as soon as I get back from my holiday, yeah. Starfield's like the following week. But there's that. There's the new, like, I do want to get oh, into Cyberpunk no, eventually. You're using all your holiday you know? leave before Starfield comes out. I still got a week saved for Starfield. Don't you? Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> the week after, <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna find some holidays. Like I'm gonna be training. <laughs> I'm gonna find You'll some find holidays. To play it. I'm gonna go so lick subway are- benches. <laughs> <laughs> that was what we're watching slash playing, and finally we've got. Viewer questions. If you want to have us answer your questions, please let us know your questions in the comments below. Um, we unfortunately probably won't get to answer these questions just because of the timing um, that we're recording these um, these podcasts. But give it a month's time, we'll circle back and we'll ev- eventually answer the questions in these in this video. So first up, Rob, I got a I got a question for you from. Gopnop1057 says, can't wait to see you back in the cage, Rob. This one loss isn't going to define your career, and I think you know this. You're going to bounce back. Have you thought about taking a match at light heavyweight? Um, I have thought and played with the idea. Thank you for the support, by the way. I, I have thought and played with the idea, but, mate, they are some big boys in the light heavyweight yeah. division. Like, Not just not just with like height. There are some really tall dudes there. Hmm. But – um. Do you know I'm I'm still not ruling it out. I uh I'd like to get in heavier at that. I think I have room to to play at my current weight division. I mm. um I think I can put on some size. I think I can cut a little more. I think I've been taking it too easy in mm. my last couple of fights, if I'm gonna be honest. So I think I can come in a little heavier. But you know, it might be in the cards moving I'm moving down the track for sure. Yeah, sweet. 
Uh, next question uh, from Dunham8807. A question for Johnny, working in the games industry, do you ever get burnt out from gaming? A thousand percent. Now, I, I wanted to clarify, I don't work in games anymore. I, last year is when I left Bethesda. Um, but when I was working at Bethesda, and it wasn't even because of Bethesda specifically, it's just a games industry thing. Your entire job is not playing games, obviously, but dealing with games. And for me, the biggest game was Fallout 76. So that was my job most of the day, you know, responding to questions, talking to the community, reporting bugs, all that kind of stuff. And then I would go home and I would play Fallout 76 because I needed to get good at the game, both for work and also for my YouTube channel. And then I would make YouTube videos on Fallout 76. And that was my life for like two years or, or more than that. So I got so burnt out just because of that scenario, no no fault of Bethesda or anything, just because of the situation, that I, I just can't play the game anymore. I, I got I got so, so burnt out by it just because of too many competing things at once. So yeah, it happens. It for sure <laughs> happens. Mate, you, you force anyone to play the same game. And that's why I got yeah. I gotta give it to so there's a few game reviewers that I listen to that just like just review game day after day like a new yeah. game and I made hats off like it, it would drive me insane because I'm I don't I don't know how they switch games so often and stay yeah. give each game the same enthusiasm as the last it's mm-hmm. a tricky gig you know and respect yeah especially YouTubers that create guides and should do tutorials and stuff because to do mm-hmm. that you really do need to know the game and be almost an expert at it Otherwise, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, you're not, mm-hmm. you don't really know what you're talking about. So to do that for every major game release is just insane. Now, obviously, a lot of these guys do it full time, but just the mental capacity to be able to do that um, would just be overwhelming. So it's it's happened to me, and yeah, that was just because I worked in games. Uh, next question that we have is from Martin Theron thirteen eighty six. Ask the question. I would love to hear what Rob thinks of DDP's chance against Izzy. What do you think, oh, man? mate. <laughs> uh, that's tricky because I thought his <laughs> chance against me was, <laughs> was bugger all, <laughs> you know? And then uh, and then he went ahead and beat me. So, you know, he's he's got a chance. That's, mm. yeah, he's got a chance. I think he just does what he do, does, what he does, which is get in there, mm. well, like, Make it ugly. Make it a dog fight. Get in there. Yeah. And go out on his shield the way he 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 always has. And uh, mm. you know, like he might make it a harder fight for Izzy than everybody would think so. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I and I, mm-hmm. and I think the emotions, for whatever reason, are high in this potential upcoming fight. I say potential. It's going to happen at some stage. Izzy could make a mistake. He could let those emotions get the better of him. Um. So we'll see. I, I do like Drickus's chances against Izzy as well. And mm-hmm. one more question to end out the podcast episode from AO30S. It, literally every username has had numbers in it. I've just noticed that. <laughs> they asked the question, Xbox it's crazy versus to think PlayStation. That there's that many, that many yeah. usernames. <laughs> they had to put numbers <laughs> after them. Like, like somebody got knop. There's a, there's a second man in the world. That was like, you know what? You know what I want my YouTube username to be? Gopnop. <laughs> like, oh, what do you mean it's taken? Like, <laughs> that would blow my uh, mind. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, uh, so AO30S <laughs> asked the question, Xbox versus PlayStation versus PC. Rob, what is your preference? What's your favorite? Mate, it's not, it's, I'm a PC gamer, bro. It's like. Fair. On, on, honestly, though, like. I'll use whatever I have to. Yeah. Like Demon Souls didn't come on any other platform, so I got a PS5. And That's true. Same thing uh, across the board, but I'm a PC guy through and through. Like that's my main, my main station. This where I sit. This is my zero yeah. zero reference XY in the in the universe. So for sure. For me, uh, like I'm torn. I'll be honest. If I didn't get into the YouTube game, I probably never would have gotten into PC gaming. Um, just because like they're pretty expensive and ultimately I can play most of those games on either Xbox or PlayStation. If I was to give a preference now, it would have to be PC. Like I could not do what I do in game without my PC. But I also wish mm. Nintendo was in this race as well because like 
as at least as a kid, Nintendo it. was absolutely my favorite. Just add it. Nobody I even, will. Nobody I even will. saw the question. Just add yeah. the question. No. Xbox versus PlayStation versus Switch <laughs> versus PC. Which one? I, I would say PC, If I could even rank these. PC, right now, nah, PlayStation. Nah. Don't like, don't like that. I don't like temporary things. I want an all-time, all-time greatest. Okay, if it's all-time, then Nintendo's second for sure. Uh, all-time, it's probably first, actually. If we're including my childhood, Nintendo has to be first. And then PC, and then PlayStation, and then Xbox. Um, I, I, I float in between the consoles, to be fair. Like, some weeks mm. I'll just play my N- Nintendo Switch because Zelda just dropped or whatever. Other weeks I'll play just my PlayStation 5 because Final Fantasy 16 dropped. And other weeks I'll just play my PC because, like, you know, Starford's about to drop, so I'll be on my PC. So mm. it just it just depends what the flavor of the month is, to be honest. The only console I haven't spent a lot of time on, mm. well, I have spent a lot of time on it, but I want to say that I haven't because I've only ever played one game, and that's the Switch. And yeah, there, there hasn't been a lot of games that grab me on the Switch. The only time, the only reason I have a Switch here at the moment was because of Super Smash Bros. So I could just piece yeah. up my friends. This is this is to you, Murifest. I pieced you up and you know it. Now the world knows it. But uh, that's that's a that's about it. I, I got into like the the Pokemon when uh what is it? Yeah. Orcus, Aurelius, uh Aceus, Arceus, Arceus. Uh, Arceus, Arceus, yeah. Arceus. Arceus. Yeah. I got into that. But that was uh, really good. I didn't all my, know that. All my Pokemon just ended up becoming Geodudes or Onyxes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I got flogged and I refused to use any other type of Pokemon. And yeah, yeah, like I only pick what well, Mac, like Machop, Geodude, yeah. Onyx. Like yeah. <laughs> they're my boys, and bro, they they have a lot of weaknesses, man. <laughs> you lit. You're literally Brock the gym leader. You just all rock Pokemon, <laughs> dude. Like and fighting type, but. Oh man, they're just so cool, especially in that game. When you see Matt Champ, dude, he's huge. And then you get an alpha one and he's extra huge. So cool. <laughs> so cool, I dude. Love, I love that so much. I, I, I am surprised though that you don't play more indie games on the Switch. Like that thing is like built for you. Yeah, Surely. It's called my PC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, you've got that. Like, and then you've got your laptop like, that you can play all those games on the go, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like the indie game selection for Switch is like this. No, to, that that does, does them a discredit. It, it's actually pretty big now, but comparatively yeah. to the PC, yeah. where it's home of indie, is yeah, no contest. Fair, but that is it. That was episode sixteen. Actually, episode sixteen of yeah, MMR. Reals now. Realsy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Mate, as I, as I mentioned, so essentially tomorrow night and the night after that. We're going to try and pre-record another two podcasts. So mm-hmm. we're going to be speaking about upcoming events pretty far in advance. Rob, I was, I was like thinking to myself, praying that none of these main events change. <laughs> because yeah. if they do, yeah. you the know podcast do? is useless. We, we should do reactions for the fight cards that'll happen in the meantime. You know, like, like yeah. we're almost predicting the future, but not from the future because <laughs> it gets posted in like post-fight. I love that so much. Wait, wait. <laughs> but we can't. We can't because by Dude. Thursday, we're still not seeing another fight, which sucks. And it's not, it's not even going to be clickbait because we'll put like, nah. what, two five, 295 re- <laughs> recap. <laughs> and it'll just be, up, be us recapping absolute garbage, like, <laughs> making it up, dude. Oh, dude, that'll be yeah. sick. I, I, I kind of want to do I think it, a lot but of people I feel like it would. to say that. Yeah, I want to do it, but I feel like it would hurt our credibility a little bit. But let Probably. us know in the comments <laughs> below, guys, if, <laughs> if you're interested in that. But uh, yeah, that's us. Thank you so much. Don't forget to sub, hit the bell, send it to your friends uh, and everything else. Yell it for the windows. <laughs>